Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Two, three, maybe a four. They're coming out of his beat, six and seven. Top the moment is Brendan Eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Well, no, 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 indeed, Tommy Hudson, because Tommy Turbo, for the second time already this season, is out injured, and that is his year done, We so we think. This is the Supercoach 365 podcast coming at you. Ryan Selvage, Tommy Hudson here to chat. Everything round 12 and beyond. Tommy, not the news again that we wanted to start the podcast with. No, absolutely not. Good day, Ryan. Uh, second time this year, as you're saying, um, Obviously, it was huge last year, but the season before that, he was injured. He's, he's, he's a very un, un, unlucky player, maybe. Is it unlucky? Maybe he's just fragile. I don't know, but it is disappointing for super coaches, uh, especially those who recently traded him in, and I think probably everyone was looking at getting him in later in the year, but you can't really now. Yep, I was one of those who went early on Turbo, and it uh, wasn't the right move in the end, anyway. Uh, vision is, uh, well, what do they say? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I guess, yeah, speaking on the other end of that uh, scale, though, someone who keeps kicking goals, literally and figuratively, Supercoach sense is Nico Hines. Again, a starring performance for the Sharks in that, what turned out to be a, a nail-biting win over the Titans, but he was at the heart of everything they did well. Yeah, for sure. That second half, they really turned it on the Sharks, Hines especially, and I think a lot of people at halftime were probably nervous, having, I think, 35% captain him, and he wasn't doing a lot. But then, yeah, he really turned it on, as I said, and he saved everyone's week. And Cleary also, the other probably big gun of the comp at the moment in Supercoach terms, he, he was great as well. Now, stick around. We're going to talk uh, all of uh, round 11, of course. We'll chat round 12. We'll preview that, and then we'll check in uh, with the running to the origin period because from this week onwards, we've said it for a few weeks now, but really this week it does start to take full effect. The teams will be named on Sunday night and uh, they'll head into camp uh, after that for round 13. Of course, the first of a couple of um, by-affected uh, rounds and Tommy planning is, uh, it's been crucial to this point, but again, as we say, trading places at the back end of the podcast. Yeah, our trades will be heavily focused around round 13 and, and leading into these weeks without these uh, star names. Yeah, I feel like Origin and Round 13 has been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for probably 
a month to six weeks, but it's really on the doorstep now of it. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And as I said many times, you know, this is a period of the year in Supercoach terms where I think it'll, you'll separate the men from the boys, as you said last week. It will be a, it'll really be a telling period for everybody. It will. Um, before we uh, get uh, too far ahead of ourselves, let's look back at all the results from round 11. The round just gone kicked off, obviously, on Thursday night with the Knights at home against the Broncos, who were without Adam Reynolds, but it didn't matter. 36-12, to 12 victors, the Broncos, away from home there. Big win. Uh, West Tigers, too good for the Bulldogs, 36 points to 22 on the first game on Friday night. And then probably the game of the week uh, in terms of its closeness, its intensity, and it's finish, of course. Parramatta, 22 points to 20 over the Seagulls. And it was all about the finish in that one. Yeah, very exciting game. And obviously, that was the game where we talked about from the start. Tommy Turbo, probably his last game of the year, which was disappointing. Uh, on Saturday, the Dragons and the Warriors fought out a scrappy game. So we probably thought Dragons getting the win there by six points. Cowboys over the Storm, possibly... Well, maybe not the upset of the year given the Storm's outs, but to beat yep. the Storm by 30 was quite amazing. And then uh, to cap it off on Saturday night, we were live to uh, watch the Roosters and Panthers go at it. And Penrith, they just keep getting better, don't they? They do. They just they just wore the Roosters down with their defence. The Roosters had plenty of ball early, and then I think it was not until the 26th or 28th minute before Jerome Luai crossed. Uh, and from that point, it was all one-way traffic. Spoke of uh, one of the shock results there with the Cowboys over the Storm. I thought this was probably even bigger shock than that. The Raiders and the way that they beat Souths, 32 points to 12. Um, a big win for your boys. Uh, we said there that you're rugged up. Uh, you're looking like you're, you're sitting in Canberra yourself tonight, Tommy. But um, the Raiders, they, they were red hot last week. Yeah, just channeling the boys tonight. Uh, no, really, really been impressive in the last two weeks. And that was our best win on the weekend. Going into a big game against the Eels this week, so that's uh, really exciting. The Rabbitohs, on the other hand, are going poorly, and I'm sure we'll chat about them shortly. The last game of the round was the Sharks getting over the Titans, as we mentioned earlier. 25 points to 18. Let's waste no time. Let's do this. Our good, our bad, and of course, our ugly from round 11. I'll kick us off with a little bit of the good. The good in the bad, I'll call it, because I think I had a pretty average score last week. Um, middle of, uh, well, was it just over 1,000, 1,035, I think, and what looked a, a pretty average score turned out to be not too bad, like I dropped some ranks, but only about 400, so still sitting inside the top 10%, and I mean, it can only be said that um, I'm probably a little bit lucky to get away with that, really. Yeah, I felt similar. I didn't think I scored overly well. It was a similar score to you, and I think I went up 40 spots or something, so I was really tight close round there wasn't a lot of massive scores uh my good was probably damien cook um i just think he's been a bit of i think you own him as well in the hooking role and yeah he's been probably a little bit of a pod because most people probably have harry grant but cook i think outscored grant by 50 points this week so that was a big help to me yeah we just flashed up uh, our ranks and our scores on your screen you see they actually scored 1013 points top 35 percent score so that's what i was getting at not a not a great score, but then you can, you know contrast it with yours there, Tommy. Just uh, 35 points more, 1,048, and you're, you're right in the thick of things there. So, yeah, I mean, and then what if, what's your rank now? Up inside the top 700, you, you're flying. Yeah, just one week at a time, you know. <laughs> what do they say? All the cliches? Ah, no, but I still had some bad, though. My bad for the weekend, I'll go first. Probably, well, it has to be Jason Tamuolo, I guess, Um off after about 20 minutes with the MCL. Luckily, they're thinking it's only a two-week injury, so he may be back for the bye round, and I think fingers crossed that he is. 
yeah, I'll be, uh, you know, crossing my fingers, my toes as well. It was shocking. I mean, as I said, we touched on Turbo already. I've traded in Tamalolo as well. Uh, Benny Travojevic. So three names there just that spring to mind immediately that I've traded in that have gone down with injuries um, pretty soon after they've found their way into the team. Uh, my bad as well. Someone who's continued to battle injury, particularly head knocks this year and last year even as well. Satili Tupanua, uh, he being out just really threw my forwards into disarray last week. And some of those other names up front, like Josh King and Max King even, just uh, guys who were churning out reliable scores to start the year, they're just not doing it anymore. So my bad is, is my forwards, the guys up front just not pulling their weight. Yeah, it's not what you want. Obviously, they don't have high ceilings, but you really rely on them to get, you know, at least 50 points to, to keep your score ticking over. Uh, my ugly for the round, I probably didn't have a lot of terrible things which you said was a good thing which obviously it is but probably this is the performance of Souths in general i have blake taff and day uh cody walker damien cook played well but the other two really struggling cody walker like we looked at south's run a few weeks ago mm. maybe five weeks ago for the next 10 weeks at that stage and we said like how good is their run all these easy games but they really haven't capitalized on it at all they haven't no and i think that's um probably coincided their good run started when Latrell was injured I think he would have made a massive difference in, in this period and that good that golden run that we all pinpoint before a ball was kicked even you could see it on paper that this was going to be the time Souths were going to make their move Latrell being out has just really stalled that uh, progression there from Souths they just look really really poor uh, my ugly though for the week we've already sort of touched on it uh, Tommy Travojevic uh, season done Tamalolo going to miss a few weeks as well so uh, this was a period of the year where I really wanted to conserve a, a couple of trades only make trades out of necessity uh, it seems that I'll be making a couple more this week than I really wanted to or that I intended to this time uh, as, a, well, as I send, uh, ten, intended to rather as I sat down with you this time last week I, I, I was hoping for maybe one trade this week and we'll get into our trading places there but you get the hint that I'll be doing much more than one yeah, you probably have to, and I think we also got a bit lucky with the Talakai news today that he's likely to play this week, and there was fears it was going to be a season-ending injury, injury. so that is uh, one good thing out of the weekend. Yeah, um, excuse me while I fumble and bumble my words there. Trying to get through this tonight, because I know we've been uh, going on a little bit the last couple of weeks. Let's throw this up here now. This is our group, uh, the Supercoast 365 overall group, of course. You'll see these graphics on your screens if you're watching us on YouTube. If not... Uh, this is the way it looks at the moment. We're heading into round uh, 12 this week. Jeez, it's, it's flying. Troy's still there, the Roosters pack, uh, doing good things. And I just flicked through these names here, some some familiar names, I should say. Savage Turbos, uh, Brendan of the Supercoach Experience. He's found his way inside our top 10 and well and truly inside the top 1,000. I think he's 186 overall so uh, well done to the boys over there at the experience podcast doing good things once you're done here go and give them a listen because um i can speak for myself not so much for you tommy but those boys are flying i'm not um they might have some better tips than you and i but uh no well done to those who are continue to do well in that group and overall as well and well done just to the entire group there i think the top 89 of our group are in the top 1000 overall so that's a massive uh, amount of people that are going so well so obviously we've got some really esteemed followers yeah of course and obviously uh the winner of that will take home 500 courtesy of top tippers uh you can find uh, that under your leagues of course and your groups five seven six eight double five 
Uh, and obviously those who, well, the guy who wins it, the guy or girl, $500 in second place will take home an NRL jersey of their choice as well. Before we get into round 12, a reminder to follow us across the socials at Supercoach365. If you are watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave us a couple of comments as well. Uh, we'll get back to you before the round kicks off. And this is where it does kick off, Tommy. With the Storm and the uh, Manly Seagulls side, two sides which have well, traditionally been strong rivals. That rivalry may be a little bit dented or affected here without their gun number ones. Obviously, Pappenhausen and Travojevic not there. It would have been a better clash with them in it. Yeah, two huge missions and a uh, very desperate game, though. Uh, the Storm, I know they had Hughes and Paps out the other day, but you know, to get dusted by 30 to the Cowboys, and I'm pretty sure Bellamy's quote after the game was they got beaten effort areas, and Yep. You know, watching the storm for the past 20 years, if we have, that never really happens. They're expected to bounce back here. $1.17 head-to-head with topsport.com.au. Manly the outsiders at $5.25 on the back of the Travojevic news. Uh, the line there as well, a big one, 15 and a half. Uh, the Seagulls get it, of course. Uh, spoke of uh, Pappenhausen being out, of course. Uh, he'll be back probably in the next couple of weeks, we think. A man who they do welcome back this week, Jerome Hughes. And boy, don't they need him. Yeah, I think we said last week, you know, you could probably play without one of your stars in Paps, but when you have two of them out in Hughes and Paps, they really struggled the last two weeks. So I think you'll see a new Melbourne this week and also Nick Meany back to fullback. I probably prefer that to Tyrone Wishart. I just think their team looks a lot more settled this week. Would you agree? I do. I think there's still one big name on that team uh, sheet that's not there that they do miss and probably underrated as well, and that's Nelson Asofa Solomona. I think in there, I heard this stat from the Rugby League Guru probably about a month ago. He said in the period of sort of the storm dominance of 2017 through up until last season, even until Smith retired at the grand final, of course, I think he played the second most games for the storm. And obviously the man who played the most was Cameron Smith. So just shows you how much he is a reliable part of their team. And he may come off the bench and play limited minutes, but they're very important minutes and they're just not getting that impact out of the guys that are coming off for the bench. Yeah, he been, has been a loss, I should say. And, yeah, you do look at that bench this week. You know, Brandon Smith is class, but you've got Tyron Wishart, Trent Liero, and Alec McDonald. It's pretty much no-name players. I know they'll still do a job for a Bellamy coach, but, yeah, it's not the storm we know and love. Uh, Manly, obviously, the big omission is Turbo. So, Garrick goes back to fullback. I think that's a big big thing for Supercoach because I was pretty keen to get Garrick in, but now, without Turbo, mm. I don't know if I'm, I'm so hot on him. Yeah, and even the names around Garrick and Turbo that, I mean, we were probably still, well, we didn't see it this year. Turbo hit his full straps as he did last year. Did he score over 100 this year? Maybe one game, Turbo. Um, maybe even not even one. But anyway, what I was getting at here is the names around Turbo, like your Coolers and your, even at times last year, Harper and Parker scored well. Jason Saab, another name that's on the injury list out there at Manly, that was consistently scoring big, you know, 100-plus scores last year. So, as you say there with Garrick, it's not just Garrick, though. It's the names around him and Manly. Cherry Evans, again, probably one of those names that he's affected. Yeah, absolutely. And I think his uh, his injury now is probably just going to mean season-long lower scoring for those players. So I'm not sure if I really want to go to Garrick anymore. Josh Schuess is another name which I thought was interesting on the bench. I think he's good enough to start, but he doesn't seem to be in favour. Yeah, I don't know what's doing there. We said a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, with Schuster when there was that talk around him wanting to play six and then he was injured. And Anyway, uh, some ugly things there at Manly. It's only going to get worse, I think, this weekend. I think Storm do this. They do it well. Munster, Hughes back. Yeah, see it on your screens here now. Just the impact which Jerome Hughes has had already this year. We know he's a 
great player, not only for the Melbourne Storm, but for super coaches as well. Yeah, for sure. He's got two scores over 100 this year, and we've seen firsthand the last two weeks how much Melbourne have missed him. They got beaten by 30 twice in a row, so you'd have to think his return will mean a return to form for Melbourne. Uh, looking at some try scorers very quickly for topsport.com.au. Xavier Coates, the short price favourite, $1.68. Uh, those other names there you mentioned, uh, Nick Meany, Cameron Munster as well, firmly in the market. Manly, they do like conceding tries down their left side, uh, sorry, their right side, the, the attacker's left side. So you think even Dean Iremeyer at $1.85 probably looks a good shout. Yeah, they're pretty short, the uh, Storm players, but it's hard to argue. You, you have to think this is probably a bounce-back game for them. So, yeah, you'd be leaning with them. Now, let's move on here. Next game of the round, and who would have thought this... 10 weeks ago, 12 weeks ago even now. The Panthers and the Cowboys, uh, top four showdown at the uh, foot of the mountains here. Uh, Panthers, they head into this one firm favourites. And probably, uh, I mean, I looked at this earlier today. It was Penrith much shorter than I thought they would be. $1.22 with topsport.com.au. The Cowboys, obviously, some big outs there with Felt and uh, Tamalolo, of course, who've mentioned. The line, 14.5. This opened up at 10.5. Yeah, it's probably the best Friday 6pm game I can remember, isn't it? First versus third, uh, really good stuff. I was like you, I kind of looked at the mark and I wanted to back Penrith, but 14 and a half, that's, that's mm-hmm. a lot of start. Um, but they are just playing so well. And like I said the other day, you know, we watched them at the SCG the other night and I don't think anyone gets near them if they play like that all year. They're just ruthless, aren't they? And they don't even have to do a hell of a lot to to do a lot, if that makes sense. Like, as I said, they won that game with their defense, really, the first half an hour. And from that point, the Roosters just came up with with no answers to what they threw up the Panthers. I've got here, can the Cowboys do the unthinkable? Obviously, beat the Storm last week. Can they back it up with a big win against the Panthers away from home this week? Obviously, had the luxury of playing in front of their fans against the Storm. I don't think so, no. I think Panthers would have to be off. For the cows to win i think it's a different kettle of fish you know penrith are full strength cowboys have to travel away from home after that massive emotional high you know six days earlier so i'd be with the penrith panthers and i think there's a lot of good options in the panthers team for super coach at the moment the fact that they play the bye and they've got a few kiwis in their front row mm. uh and a few yes young backs who won't be part of origin there's a lot of players that you can load up in your team yeah, obviously that team is unchanged. And some of those names you speak are there. Isaac Tango, uh, Taylor May, obviously, who's, who's made his way into first grade already. Uh, a man we haven't spoken a hell of a lot about this year, James Fisher-Harris. Uh, obviously lost a dual position in the preseason, probably a slight knock on him. But he was a mainstay of a lot of super coach teams this time last year and throughout the entire 2021 season. He just produced scores. Yeah, he did, but he probably hasn't hit the heights uh, this year. Just looking at his numbers now, he only averages 51. Last year, it was 62, so he's down a fair bit on that. But the upside, as I just said there, you know, he's going to play through the next few weeks, and Penrith have a great run, as I've said a few times now uh, on this podcast. So, yeah, Penrith players, I'm massive on them at the moment. For the Cowboys, obviously, no felt, no Tamalolo, which says... uh... Hammerside, Tabuai, Fidel go to the wing. He'll want to push his origin claims as well so with a big game here. And obviously that name that just keeps coming back, the zombie. Uh, Jake Granville in jersey number 14, not doing Reese Robson and any favours. And we actually sat here last week, didn't we, you and I, and we said that Reese Robson is a legitimate hooker option as long as he's playing 80 minutes. Produced a big score last week with a try, a try assist as well. But Granville there again, I just it just fills me with no confidence that he's going to get the minutes, which he probably deserves on his form. 
Yeah, it's an interesting one because he, he's flying Robson on Supercoach and just in, in footy in general, you know, four out of, sorry, five out of the past six games he's played 80 minutes. So I don't know, maybe he still will. I don't know, maybe Greenwood's just there for cover. It wouldn't make much sense to take off Robson the way he's going, I wouldn't think. No, he's playing very, very well. And obviously it's coincided with the Cowboys flying, Scotty Drinkwater and um, Chad Townsend, obviously Tommy did. And so that spine is pretty well locked in at the moment. Ruben Cotter, uh, again, one of these names that'll be on the cusp of origin selection. The Cowboys playing round 13 as well. So uh, he could be still a popular trade-in. I don't think he was as involved last week though, Cotter. Uh, could be wrong, but um, one of those names like Tamalolo this time last year, we uh, sorry, last week we sat here and we mulled over. Should we still trade them in? Yeah, well, I don't know if you can trade in a Cotter now. Um, just, I wish he wasn't playing Origin for selfish reasons, but he's going to be there, you'd have to think. Mm. He's so good. But looking beyond Origin, I think you even said a couple of weeks ago, the Cowboys' run for the rest of the year looks quite, uh, quite weak, like quite an easy run compared to a lot of teams. So yep. players like Taumalolo and Cotter might have value beyond Origin. And obviously, uh, we're thinking that Taumalolo still may be a chance for round 13 as well. The big break even... Uh, could be a reason to sell or at least not buy. Uh, personally, I'm still holding. I only brought him in last week, round 13 in mind. Was hoping that he would play big minutes against the Storm. Wasn't to be in the end, uh, through no fault of his own, really, and, and through no fault of Todd Payton's either, because that's a question with these Cowboys players as well. How many minutes will they play? Tommy, uh, you said you're big on the Panthers. Maybe hold off in your trade still, but someone like uh, an Isaac Tango, he was a popular trade-out a couple of weeks ago. Are people sitting on the fence still now about getting him back, perhaps? Or is there merit still? Is it just swallowing your pride and, and getting him back in? Yeah, well, without giving too much away, God, it's hard not to have him at the moment. Um, He had a few down weeks there, but he's bounced back really well. And they've got such an easy run. He won't play Origin. He ticks so many boxes and his break-even's only six. So it's a pretty good time to buy. If we are having a bet on this game here, topsport.com.au, we've already touched on the start. 14.5. Look, it looks big on paper, doesn't it? But we saw that last week uh, at uh, the SCG. The Roosters got a 10.5 start, I think it was, by the time it kicked off. But they very quickly swallowed it up, and half time they were down 18 nil the Chooks. So give me the Panthers at the minus here. They're just another different beast uh, at home. So I'll be probably favoring the home side, even despite that long start that they're giving away. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be this big, but I do think they'll get the win. Maybe, for me, the unders, under 40.5. Both teams pretty defensive-minded. Might be a tight-ish game. Uh, we'll see that one 6pm Friday. That's generally where footy goes to die, but it'll be coming uh, well and truly alive this week uh, with the Panthers and the Cowboys there. Next game, the uh, second game on Friday night, the Broncos and the Titans, the Queensland derby. Uh, this one uh, to be featuring, or with uh, not featuring, I should say, without uh, Adam Reynolds. He won't be there again. Um, we saw this last week, didn't we, with uh, the Broncos, and they didn't look... F- anyway impacted, put on 30-plus points against the Knights. And Ezra Mann, three tries on NRL debut. Yeah, great debut, wasn't it? He's, he's only 18 or 19, I'm pretty sure. Um, 89 supercoach points from memory. He could be one in a couple of weeks. But I don't know if he'll hold his spot once Reno comes back and Gamble's been playing okay as well. But this Brisbane team, they're really exciting, aren't they? The likes of Stags and Farnworth. They're just a great team to watch. They are, uh, and just got here that they, I think they were inside the top four 
after that win against the Knights. Obviously, other teams had games in hand, but just shows you that the, the Broncos, like the Cowboys, are one of the real surprise packets this year. They've won just one of their past four games against the Titans, so the little brother stands up in these games. Uh, but that one that they did win was the most recent matchup in a high-scoring affair, 36 points to 28 uh, when they last met last season. For the Titans, uh, David Fafeda is back in the extended reserves. Titans, though, speak of the, the run there, they've lost five of their past six games. Yeah, they're really struggling. Um, they were a little bit better on Sunday against the Sharks, I thought, but they're still finding hard to defend for long periods of time. And look, David Fafita on the extended bench, I don't... Will he play? And even if he does, he's probably going to be straight into that Origin team, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's an option this week. Uh, we sort of said this a couple of weeks ago with Tohu Harris coming back from injury. Different players in the sense that Tohu needs minutes. Fafita doesn't really need minutes to score points, but he needs that explosiveness and coming back off an injury. You'd probably just rather... Uh, sit back and wait until after the origin period anyway uh, but for the titans like it's it's where do they go the one win they got was a scrappy golden point win against the dragons for themselves it's not really a form line to be proud of no there was that win there was a terrible game against the tigers early in the year and then another one against the warriors so their form is really awful and brisbane are running hot at the moment so titans are gonna have to do something really special to win the uh jermaine Osako cup here on friday night Something to look forward to. Again, speaking of Supercoach, probably not too much to speak of there, really. Um, Ezra Mam, I think he... Is this the week where he gains some cash? No, no, no. He has two more weeks, doesn't he? That was his debut last week. So, again, even still, you can have one more look at Ezra before you may feel tempted to bring him in. Uh, I won't be touching him, though. I won't be having a bet either in this game, Tommy. It just looks one of those games. The Broncos could win by 20 or lose by 6. I have no idea. I'm going to message you at 7.50 on Friday night and see if you've had a bet. I reckon you would have. <laughs> Gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll push this one on, though. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. kickoff here. The Warriors and the Knights. This one at Redcliffe. Uh, for the Warriors, they're already without Matt Lodge. Obviously left the club in just weird circumstances last week. And now they're going to be without their other front man in Adam Fanua, Fanua Blake as well. So they come up against a big Knights pack here. What's going on with the Warriors? What's going on with either of these teams? Um, if you've got a got a coin, flip it because who knows? Um, very bad their forward situation. I do agree because Matt Lodge, for all his issues, he's a pretty good player, mm. and AFB probably hasn't been hitting the highest this year, but he's still a leader of that club. So, yeah, their props this week: Ben Murdoch, Basila, and Jazz Tavanga. It's not really striking fear into the opposition. No, and obviously they come up against some origin hopefuls in uh, Clemmer, Daniel Saifidi, and Tyson Frizzell as well. So they'll be pushing their claims to uh, get a call up for Freddie's team. Uh, and some good news, though, for the Warriors. Obviously, we saw uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita announce that he's going to step away from the game at the end of the year, but he will be back in their number six jersey this week. Uh, a new signing, uh, recent signing in uh, Lusik, uh, comes over from the Roosters and, and gets his start here at Hooker with Jazz Tavanga moving to the front row. Uh, on the back of uh, Lodge's exit as well as Fenua Blake's injury. Yeah, Chanel has to read an interesting story. They're good to see him playing this weekend, though. Toho Harris is probably the only player I'm looking at for the Warriors at the moment. Um, he does play, obviously, Origin. Uh, sorry, the bye round during Origin. And he was pretty good the other day. It was, it was his first proper game back where he played, I think, 70 minutes, and he did a good job. So he's one to watch. 
Um, for the Knights, what did you think of Anthony Milford's return? I thought he was rocks and diamonds, a couple of good moments, but mm. a couple of glaring errors as well. That's what you get from him, isn't it? Um, I actually picked him up in our draft league. I, I, th- I thought I'd rather get burned by having him than sitting back and watching someone else grab him. And We know what he can do at his best. So uh, I think he had a try assist to Gagai, which was disallowed as well. So, I mean, that could have been another... 12 points if he finishes on 55 first game back in a long time you're probably not disappointed I want to speak about his opposite number though here in Sean Johnson or at least his opposite half we sat here last week you and I and I said I asked you the question at $330,000 is he a serious option uh, SJ obviously lost the goal kicking so lost a stack of cash but again class is, is permanent he showed that against the Dragons last week a couple of tries this a try as well a score of 90 uh, he'll be back and making money, and I think he's playing round 13 as well. So it could be a, a real pod play in this next month. Yeah, look, you make some good points, but I, just, I don't really like it. I don't think he played overly well the other day uh, in terms of rugby league. He scored well, yes, on Supercoach, but, mm. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't have him at the moment. Um, I just don't like the Warriors at all. I know what you're saying. Like He does tick some boxes in terms of the buy rounds, but, yeah, I don't know. Not for me. Uh, interesting looking at this. The Knights are actually the outsiders. Give me that. $2.10, topsport.com.au. They're getting a two-point uh, two start here as well. Uh, but no, just back them straight, the Knights. I think they'll be winning this one. Um, too many big bodies up front. No, I think I've tipped them three weeks in a row now, the Knights. You said I was bagging them out the whole preseason, and now I'm on them. I think they can do. I think yeah, they can win this week. Yeah, I was keen last week that they could at least cover the line, and they lost by 30. They just had so much ball and they couldn't score. Like I don't know if that's going to change this week. The Warriors are pretty bad defensively, though, so it's a good chance for both teams to win. Clifford back as well. Interesting. Uh, he will partner Milford in the halves. I don't know if Clune's injured or dropped, but maybe dropped. His defense is pretty suspect anyway. Uh, we'll leave that game there because uh, I think I said that 6 p.m. Friday is where footy goes to die. It's, it's dying a slow death uh, this Saturday afternoon to kick us off. Next game on Saturday, the Rabbitohs and the Tigers here. Now, looking at this one, Tommy, I'm very surprised when I look at this on topsport.com.au. Tigers, $2.85 outsiders. Uh, obviously, they sprung the upset against the Bunnies just seven, well, in round seven, of, what is it, four or five weeks ago now. So uh, I'm surprised at this when I look at this, but again, Souths, they've been in a horrible form of late. Yeah, that's what surprises me as well. You know, the Tigers beat them about a month ago. The Tigers have been okay since with a lot of injuries. Souths have been awful. Uh, for the Tigers, they get back Dane Laurie, who's probably a big inclusion at the back, and Luke Brooks, who has been pretty solid since Jackson, Jackson Hastings has come to the club. So I think their team looks a lot stronger this week. But yeah, the South, uh, South Sydney, really struggling. Uh, they were terrible the other day against Canberra, but they do get back Cameron Murray on the reserves, so he could be a late inclusion. Yeah, uh, stay tuned uh, closer to kickoff for that, named in Jersey 24. Cam Murray, uh, another boost up front for Souths is Nichols. Mark Nichols back on their bench, uh, so he'll likely you know, wear jersey 16 and play some minutes. Uh, not a boost for super coaches though, is Isaiah Tass and uh, Trent Peoples, not named in the 17 at all. So a lot of people rushed to Peoples, Trent, last week, uh, and just one week in or two weeks in, now he's back out the back door. Yeah, and am I correct in saying that that means like the third week would have been his price rise too? So yeah. they haven't got anything out of it. Yeah. That's very disappointing for the people, peoples. Yeah, no, uh, people responsibly. Uh, Dane Laurie, you've already mentioned him back, and that's a big boost. They're just, you know, 
such a better team when he's back and his ball playing has been missed. Although Stafford Toit was actually all right the other night against uh, the Bulldogs, scored a try, nearly scored a double, um, but otherwise, no, they'll miss... Uh, sorry, they have missed Laurie. Uh, just looking at some previous results to that round seven uh, upset there, the West Tigers had lost six of their previous seven games against the Rabbitohs. So obviously bucked that trend last time out. But history says that the Rabbitohs generally find it an easier matchup here in the Tigers. I don't know, though. I think the eight and a half with that topsport.com.au, the Tigers, particularly the way that Hastings has been playing, that looks a big start. Yeah, that's my best bet of the round, for sure. Tigers with the line. Um, I haven't been convinced by anything South has done. Even their wins this year have had a lot of luck attached to them. I'm just not convinced on Walker and Ilias. You know, Walker is that 5'8 that needs a strong halfback with him. And Ilias just isn't that yet. He's only played 10 first-grade games. So I don't see it getting better overnight for South, to be mm. honest. Yeah, they made their decision with Reynolds, and now they probably just have to live by it. Um, obviously, you have Cody Nikarima there, who came to the club a, a couple of weeks ago now. Hasn't really played a lot of minutes or had a, a real uh, great impact there either. So maybe he could be a solution uh, if they are start sliding out of the top eight because they, they may just need a little bit of experience to guide them into the finals. From there, it's anyone's game. Cody Walker and Alex Johnston, two super coach relevant names this time last year. They're just not firing as well. So when your big names aren't uh, producing, it makes it hard to to put the reliance upon some rookies. Yeah, the only probably saving grace for South has been, as we said at the start of the podcast, Damien Cook. He's been really good this year. He's been the best player by a long way. He's turned out some really good super coach scores too. So he's in uh, he's in great form ahead of Origin. We probably just leave that game there. Really, um, not too much supercoach relevance beyond that. And obviously, um, Rabbitohs not playing round 13. So, yeah, I mean, even those names there, Walker, Johnston, that wouldn't figure in that bye week. Uh, players that you may look to keep if they were hitting any sort of, a sort of form, uh, just not relevant this time of year anyway. So uh, we'll leave that game there. The Sharks and the Roosters round us out on Super Saturday. And I've got to hear that we're going to learn plenty a lot uh, plenty or a lot about both of these teams here because two teams which at stages have looked like top four teams and others probably look like they're missing the eight. Yeah, fully agree with you. Uh, Sharkies lately, it was a good win against the Gold Coast, but it was against the Gold Coast. And then the Roosters were really humbled by the Premiership favourites. So I think both have a lot to prove, as you're saying there. And I think the biggest news of the game is that Talakai is named despite that foot injury. What are you doing with Talakai? I sold him last week. The break-even was high. I knew there was a rain around the Gold Coast. I wasn't keen on him. He obviously scored, I think it was about 45. He went off injured with about 10 minutes to play. So I wasn't burned, although in saying that, I did sell him to Tamalolo. We all know how that turned out. But Talakai, I mean, everyone brought him in. We we brought him in late, didn't we? Um, out of fear almost. But now it's like, well, do you hold him or do you get rid of him? Because to make any of his cash, which he did make, you almost have to sell him. Yeah, well, I got in at the worst possible time, and he hasn't got above 50 since I bought him. Uh, so he's been really frustrating for me. I still have him. I am keeping him because after the buy round, he doesn't play the buy. But after the buy round, he plays the Warriors, the Titans, and the Bulldogs, and then he plays round 17. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there is some good upside there. Even if he's not getting hundreds, he'll probably still get at least 50s. And then he plays at round 17. So there is some reasons to keep, I think. Sharks may be lucky in the sense that they got away with the two points. I know they led 24-6 at one point, but, I mean, there was 
a moment there at the back end of the game where you thought the Titans could run over the top of them at the end. I think Will Kennedy back helps them, despite, you know, as good as Lachlan Miller was last week. I think Kennedy, a focal point in their attack, he's been missing since he was sent off. Uh, he's a big back and a big inclusion here. Back at home as well, the Sharks. $1.75. Uh, they start favourites here against the Roosters. $2.08 the line, minus 1.5. Uh, over under 40 points. So wet night at Shark Park. That could be uh, 40. Could be just a little bit too many, I think, there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this will be more of a grinding game. Still on just Supercoach for a stack with the Sharkies. Cam McInnes, I think, is starting to become somewhat relevant. Uh, minutes still aren't great. He only played 50 the other day, but 53 base. His base stats are really getting up there. He's scoring around 60 every week. Yep. You know, maybe after the buy, he could be one to, to, to throw into your team. They've just got so many middles there, the Sharks, and obviously Dale Finucane to come back. I think McInnes is the 13. I think Finucane, for the good of the team, probably needs to move to prop. But again, for as long as Wade Graham's there, even T. Wilton can't start, which means he probably comes in off the bench and plays middle as well. So there's just too many mouths to feed there, I think, in the middles. I agree with you. McKenna's probably the pick of the bunch, and we know at his super coach best, he is a consistent 65-plus scorer. So, no, I do like the shout there. For the Roosters, we've already spoken on uh, how disappointing they were against the Panthers last week, but this is a game where they can probably bounce back, and if anyone knows how to break down Craig Fitzgibbon's defense, it's probably Trent Robinson, who worked with him at the Roosters just last year. Yeah, master versus apprentice in a way, isn't it? Um, I don't know about the Roosters. Like they were, they didn't play that badly against the Panthers. And like you said, this is a great game to show that they they've still got it. But I don't know. I think it might just be a rebuilding year. Maybe we got them. We overrated them a little bit, perhaps. Yeah, some of those names like Sam Walker and even Joseph Suwali, uh, to an extent, just going off his hype last year, um, maybe finding it a little bit difficult second year around in the NRL. Obviously, Sam Walker and Kiri will come back into some super coach relevance with uh, that round 13 fixture as well. We said that last week. And Walker, I think he scored middle uh, mid-60s, 62 last week. Um, so in a team badly beaten against the Premiers with only two tries scored, probably not a bad score. He has the goal kicking as well. So Sam Walker could be a genuine option for round 13 if you are going to sell Nico Hines or Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, he's got in the 60s the past three weeks, which is consistent scoring for a, for a halfback or a 5'8". So they do have a tough run over the next few weeks, but at least he's playing the buy around. So, yeah, I like the shout. Some good news for the Roosters beyond that. Satili Tupanua back. Uh, looks likely to come off the bench, although we've seen already this year uh, the Roosters bench uh, often swaps on game day. We've already mentioned there the uh, we're expecting a tight grinding affair, Tommy. Uh, give us the unders as well, but if you're finding a try scorer or someone at a price, uh, give me Angus Crichton. I think we've mentioned some names there around the Newcastle side. Their forwards pushing for origin contention. I think Angus is in that same boat. So uh, give me Angus Crichton. I'm just going to back the class. Yeah, he's probably due a try. Uh, he hasn't done a lot this year, but with Origin on the corner, uh, on the horizon, he's likely to go big. I'm going to go Talakai. I'm going to hold him this week, and he's going to score a try finally. Yeah, fingers, toes, and everything crossed. Uh, for you and other Talakai owners as well, I just think he's such a tough watch. You know what he can do at his best, but I just haven't seen it really since 
that 166 against Manly some time ago now. Uh, we'll move on. The Bulldogs and the Dragons, the first of two games on Sunday here. Obviously, the last time they met, and I say obviously, but that's because I just looked at it five minutes ago, so it's probably not all obvious. But the, the, the Bulldogs, last time they met the Dragons was that Queen's uh, birthday Monday last year. They snapped a, a winning or a losing streak, rather, of six losses against the Dragons. And to that point, the Bulldogs had only won two games. Uh, or one game prior to that one as well. So they held no fears heading into this game against the Dragons. No, they won. That usually is the Queen's birthday game. It's interesting that this year it is not. Uh, I don't know about the, the Dogs. I thought they were okay in patches against West, but then at other times they just showed they've got like no defense. And mm. I'm a bit worried about their culture after the, uh, Maybe they like their coach. Maybe that's what I'm getting from that because some players look like they didn't really care too much. Like Matt Dufty, I, I don't know. He seems to be struggling. Tavita Penguai Jr. was easily the best player of the night, though. He came off the bench and got about 70. He's on the bench again this week. So what are we doing with him? Mate, he's like Talakai, really. like He's frustrating because you know what he can do at his best. I, I think we say that word about Penguai every week, frustrating. He came off the bench last week, as you say there, scored 70, but that was with a try assist, a line break assist as well. If he's not doing that, What's his score? It's probably mid-40s. And then again, you're probably left very frustrated. Uh, he will be a popular pick, though. Dual position forward playing round 13. And some names there, like uh, Payne Haas, we expect to be missing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Tamalolo as well, that injured now. So some of these popular names at the front row forward spot, especially, that you could easily see someone going to Pango. Yeah, I, I flirted with it all week, and we'll get to our trade soon. But there's definitely merit there. Uh, the only other thing I'd probably want to mention with the doggies is Jacob Carraz, uh break even this week of negative 83. Could be the lowest I've ever seen. Uh, projected to make around 100K. So he will definitely be a popular trade in. Yeah, at the time of recording, I think he was the most popular trade in that wasn't in my team prior to the week. Um, he held 10% of all trades uh, to that point. So... Got here, is he a must in the run sheet? You made some pretty good points there as to why he would be. Obviously playing round 13 as well. If he holds his spot, which we probably expect him to do now with no Naden um, and Ockenbore out of uh, all sorts of form. Other question around the Bulldogs team list I have for you here is Max King in jersey number 12. What's doing there? Because I think to this point he's only really played through the middle, be it starting or you know at lock in, in the front row or even off the bench he's come on and played in the middle. So expecting to see Max King on an edge here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't really followed him that much this year. I know a lot of people have had him in their team. I haven't, but just looking at the bench, you know, you've got TPJ and Raymond Fatalamarina, both, you know, edge players. Probably doesn't bode well for King's minutes, just from the outside looking in. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Uh, the only way I see it working is they come on for a front rower and he, then he shifts to the middle. But even then, uh, Pangai equally adept through the middle as he is on an edge and Fatalamarina. Uh, he made his name playing on an edge outside Kieran Foran. So anyway, we'll wait and, uh, and watch on that one on Sunday afternoon. For the Dragons, uh, Cody Ramsey retains his slot at fullback. Played pretty well last week, we thought. And uh, good to see Andrew McCulloch back at hooker. You'll have to eat my words. I really thought Ramsey was a mistake to be fullback, but he played really well against the Warriors. No two ways about it. He was great. Lomax was also pretty good, probably the best player on the field, putting his hands up for Origin, perhaps. But I don't think there's a lot of super coach relevance in the Dragons at the moment. Yeah, probably besides, uh, you mentioned their Lomax, but you're not, probably not trading him in. 
until you get the all clear that he's not playing Origin because you know anything can happen there if he's injured and then comes back and not the same player he was. Uh, but no, we know what uh, his ceiling is. Elite goal kicker, try scorer as well. And even when he doesn't score a try, I think that's the allure, isn't it? He probably scores a, a 45, 50 plus on his ear without a try. So now that's always a bonus there with Zach Lomax. Uh, if you are having a bet in this game, Tommy, which I'm sure you will, uh, Sunday afternoon, this game at Belmore. So the Bulldogs back at Belmore, that could be a big boost and uh, probably get a crowd there if the weather's okay. Yeah, I have no idea in this game, in all honesty. It's it's tough to get a read on the Bulldogs. I think they have some potential, but you don't really know what you're going to get from them. Uh, the Dragons, you do know what you're going to get, but it's not that great. So, so I'm not sure at all, mate. Plenty of tries down the Bulldogs' right uh, side defense. Obviously, you saw that with Kenny Malmalo grabbing a double uh, last week. So give me Matt Fiegoi anytime try score at $2.07. Or if you're after a bit of value, back to center. Moses Sully. I think we say that every week that he's the value. $3.35. Topsport.com.au. I don't know if he touched the ball last week, though. So not a, a whole heap of value there, maybe. Yeah, he had a few chances. He just had a couple of defenders in his way. But he, he's, I reckon he's a chance to score. I'll back you up on that one. Right, we're all riding the Sully train, and then we're jumping on this one as well, the Raiders bandwagon. You're already on it, Tommy, but I might join you because they're playing some good footy the past couple of weeks. The Viking clap goes up. It will probably go up again on Sunday if they can get a win. How's this for a statistic? They'll be every bit confident of, of getting a win against the Eels. Paramount have won just one of their past 10 games in Canberra, two of their past 15, but I will say this. That one of their past 10 was the last time they went down to Canberra, round 6, 2021. So, but historically, not an easy road trip there for Parramatta. No, I do remember that game. I think they beat us 35 to 10 or something weird like that. But um, we have had some good games against Parra other than that, as you allude to there. And we're in great form. And we get back Fogarty, which is probably, he was our big issue at the start of the year, not having him. Uh, Schneider's done an okay job, but, you know, Fogarty's a proven first-grade halfback. And Whiten will be a lot better for having, you know, someone st- stable like Fogarty with it. Yeah, they get back some experience there. Obviously, uh, lose Nickel Cookstar to injury. He's probably missing six weeks via the NRL physio, which sees Xavier Savage go to the back. But uh, Fogarty there at halfback and Jared Croker back in the centres as well. So much like Tom Travojevic with a shoulder injury, we thought his season was done, Jared Croker. But this uh, will be game number 293 for him as he closes in on that milestone of 300. Yeah, I feel like everyone's just riding that, hoping that he gets to 300 because he's such a good bloke sort of thing. But he did play well in that one game back against the Doggies a few weeks ago. But that CNK injury you mentioned there, um, if Savage plays well, you know, the next few weeks, it could be the last time we see CNK in the fullback role, really, because Savage, we saw the other day, just in a couple of touches, he really does have a lot of potential. Yeah, so dangerous through the middle, has that speed, which is... You know, everyone talks about his speed, but it's just that balance with his running as well. He just carved up Souths on that try. He ended up scoring. For the Eels, uh, I've got here, was Hayes Perham unfairly dropped? I thought he's been pretty good. I mean, to be fair, his defense has probably let him down. That's why they let him go. But in saying that, I don't think Wonga Blake is the best defender either. So maybe Hayes Perham unfairly dropped, scored a double last week. He's been good to this point. But they're just paving the way, aren't they, for Maker Sevo to get his way back. Not named to, to start here, Maker, but uh, Jersey 24, he's still a chance to play. Yeah, it'll be great once he's back, because obviously, you know, we all know the Sevo the chant at Bank West or Comeback, whatever it's called. And 
I am keen to see him back just from an entertainment point of view. Uh, not sure about a Supercoach option. Haven't really looked into it too much. Something that caught my eye on the team sheet here was Isaiah Papali'i to lock. Um, mm. He's been obviously on that right edge all year, churning out massive scores, scoring tries. How does his game change at lock this week? It's either a blessing or a curse. And I think the way that I've done with my trades this year, I could have cursed him. Because again, I is someone I brought in two weeks ago for his try scoring form. He's damaging ball running on an edge. And now he's just sort of tied up in the middle. But if he plays 80 through the middle, which he probably won't, but you know, fingers crossed he will. Again, there's probably 60 base stats there waiting for him with his name on him. So not all bad if he is to move to the middle. Uh, obviously, they've got some bench uh, players there in Madison and Brown who could swap and start in the middle, and, and he goes back to his familiar edge as well. So uh, keep an eye on that one, though, because it could have some implications, and he is a name that we do want to be playing with from rounds, well, if you don't already have him, but definitely rounds 18 to 25. Yeah, well, just before round 17 as well, because I'll play that second by, and he'll, he'll yeah. be there. Um, Madison as well on the bench is... Bit of a surprise. I thought he, he played well the other day. He got 90 on Supercoach. He's becoming an option, but just off the bench, you know, it's hard to trust minutes-wise, I guess. Yeah, and sort of like we see at other other players, and maybe not the same as a Pangai or a Fafida in the sense he's not doing that highlight run with six or eight tackle busts, but he does pick up an attacking stat every now and again. Ryan Madison, uh, good for a try, and a noted leaper as well. So Mitchell Moses can land some of his kicks. He's every chance of being on the end of it. Uh, that's all I have for that game there, Tommy, unless you are having a bet with Top Sport, $2.50. The Raiders, they get a four-and-a-half start at home. The Eels, $1.53. <clears throat> excuse me again uh, they're in good form the Eels just starting to to really announce themselves as a, a real finals player and they'll be looking to lock down a top four spot here and uh, probably anything shy of a win they'd be disappointed with yeah no bets for me just be sitting there with my Raiders jersey on but I think it's a great game on paper you know every game with the Eels this year has been entertaining I think they've been part of some of the best games of the year so I think this will be another one of those Stick with us. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to chat some captains for round 12. We'll uh, take a little bit of a look ahead to round 13 as well. Captaincy, all important in round 13 uh, as well. So stick around for that. We're going to do our trading places on the other side of this break. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling... Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back. Supercoach 365 podcast. Proudly brought to you again in season 2022. Uh, as we were last year uh, via topsport.com.au. Uh, this is the time in the show, Tommy, where we check in with the futures uh, and Penrith, as they often are at this time of the week, leading the way in the Premiership favourites race. They've gotten shorter, $2.50. Uh, it's better than bank interest, though, and you've got them just about home and host. Yeah, I've just never seen a team be so clearly the best team at this stage of the year. I just think they've played amazing footy and, you know, to back up their first premiership in a long time last year you know it's the first time those players have tasted success and they haven't let it get to their heads they just kept going so yeah i don't know can you see anyone beating them because the storm are struggling at the moment themselves 
yeah, Storm will get a few back, $3.80. Uh, again, it's probably... We kept saying the Eels and the Sharks to value here, but they, they clearly are a class below the other two. So if it is a racing two, though, to make the grand final, if you're just happy to uh, for the Storm to be there, $2.50, probably the way to go, really. Um, yeah, Panthers, $1.50 to make the grand final. So just echoes your thoughts there. If, uh, it could be a racing two, although in saying that, we thought that this time last year as well. Speaking of making the top four there, I said Parramatta, they'll be looking to, I guess, improve on what they showed last week against Manly. If you think they can make the top four, $2, even money there. The Sharks also $2, a team under the even money price. The Cowboys, $1.90. So just shows you they've rocketed into top four contention. Yeah, we're we starting to really take them seriously now because I, I think we were last week, but yeah. you know, to beat the Storm by 30, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? It is. If they can beat the Panthers this week, that'll be a dollar thirty, I think, to make the top four. Uh, the Cowboys there to make the top eight. We've mentioned some teams like Brisbane and the Raiders, obviously fighting that out as well. South Sydney, they've just been wound out again, a dollar seventy-five to make the top eight. Surprisingly, so Manly, two dollars thirty, still without Tom Trebojevic to make the top eight. For mine, if I'm playing this market, I'm probably back in the Dragons at four dollars fifty. Probably the only real value there outside of the Raiders. If they can get on a little run, the Dragons. I know they they haven't really shown a hell of a lot yet, but that's probably where the value is for mine. Yeah, there's not a lot of value, but I probably agree. You know, the Dragons is the only team you'd be willing to back there. Maybe the Raiders with our players coming back, but not too sure. Um, Lease wins another one I like to look at. The wooden spoon market basically. The Dogs really short now, a dollar eighty five and. You know, with all the turmoil off the field, it's probably hard to argue. I still think the Warriors at $11 are a bit of value. They're in all sorts with, you know, players going down. I think AFB might almost miss the season. Lodge just left the club. I think there's a few negatives there for them. Yep, good shout. New sadistic man. You want to look at the least season's win market, your favourite market. Uh, we'll leave that there. Obviously, you can check out all of those markets at topsport.com.au. If you are having a bet, you can do so via the link in our Instagram bio. Click that. Tristan and the boys are look after you. Uh, believe you me. And always gamble responsibly if you are having a bet. Tommy, let's talk some captains. Round 12. We saw this last week, uh, how important the captaincy is. We say it every week, really, but some games towards the start of the week. Obviously, Melbourne and Penrith playing on Thursday and Friday. That's going to make this captaincy choice even more interesting this week, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think we both think that Melbourne will bounce back against Manly. So it probably makes, I guess, Cam Munster and Harry Grant uh, possible vice-captain options, maybe. What are we doing with Nathan Cleary against the Cowboys? Obviously, uh, <laughs> playing at home, fixtures, he, he's almost bulletproof. But again, you've, you've sort of backed it there, the unders. Maybe we're not expecting as many points in this game and plenty of rain around Sydney this week as well. So it could be a slippery night out there at Penrith. Yeah, it's a tough one. Cleary, you know, I'm just looking at his scores now. Two scores over 150 this year, another three over 80. And that's only in eight total games, seven total games. So he's been excellent this season. Um, I think you at least have to have either the vice or captain on him, despite the factors that you've mentioned. What do you think? Yeah, I just think back to that game. I think it was against Souths. It might have even been his first game back to start the year. Similar sort of game, wasn't it? Um, night game at Penrith, wet conditions. I think he scored, what did he tell me, 30-something, 40-something? 34, yep. Yeah. 
but here's the class uh, horse early in the week. And then obviously, uh, thinking towards the back end of the week, you look at names like Nico Hines. It's just hard not to be with Nico in some way. Uh, back at home against the Roosters. But even then, a night game against a, a top four det- uh, defensive team at their best, the Roosters. Probably yet to see it and didn't see it last week, but they'll be keen to bounce back. So not an easy game there for Nico Hines. No, no, no easy captain choice this week. And I think it's it's a tough one. I think Hines, even though it is a hard game, he's just so involved in their attack. Um, he yeah. takes a lot of runs. He can score tries. And he's kicking goals way better than he was at the start of the year as well. All of that in mind, I did look towards maybe a, a safer option, inverted commas, someone up front in the forwards. Isaiah Papali'i spring to mind. Last game of the week, I don't know what the weather's doing in Canberra, but an afternoon fixture at the very least. But even then, an asterisk over his minutes playing through the middle as well. So a little bit to consider. Um, but again, I think he could be a popular captaincy option come Sunday afternoon. Yeah, perhaps. And you could, you know, vice a Cleary, a Munster, a Hines, and if they don't do much and a lot of other players haven't done a lot, you're looking good for Papali's likely 70 to 80. Uh, Stick around to our Instagram at supercoach365. We'll uh, settle on our best at some point uh, Wednesday night. Uh, You can check that out. And our captain's call, it went gangbusters last week, I think upwards of 1,000 likes. Uh, Everyone's enjoying what we're putting out there, Tommy, and hopefully they're listening to you and not me because, as we say at the top of the podcast, you're absolutely absolutely flying uh, your four-fifths of this podcast in season 2022. Tommy, let's do our trades, though, our team updates, our trading places. Uh, I want you to kick us off here because it's a big move this week for uh, the Doja Cats. Yeah, I've gone a little crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll change it before Thursday, but, you know, it could happen. So look out for our, our team lists on a Thursday night at 7 p.m., I should say, on Instagram. Uh, first trade on your screen there is, oh, is, is Isaiah Yo. Is that the first trade I put there? Yeah, He's the out anyway. Uh, he's done a lot of good work for me over this season. Really solid scorer. But just with Origin on the horizon, I'm going to go to Tago. I know I traded him out a few weeks ago, but... I said earlier, you know, six break even. He's playing well again. They've got a great run. And he's all he's 100k cheaper almost than Yo. So I was hoping a bit of money and he plays next week in the buy round. Uh, Joe Tarpany, a bit of Raider flavor into the team. He's replacing Jaira Momosia. So obviously a big upgrade there. I need I need a front row forward while Tamalolo is injured. And Tarpany's been doing a really good job. Even when he plays limited minutes, he's still getting 50-odd. So he's doing a job for me there. And the last one is Jacob Carraz. I think he's almost, he's not a must-have, but there's a lot of boxes being ticked there. He's going to make 100K. He's going to play the buy round. And he's replacing Billy Smith. Um, I know Billy Smith is in the reserves this week, and he may play round 13, but he's 294K. Yeah, uh, he's he's just not, even if he plays, he's only going to get 30, 40 points and get dropped again. So it's just not much point having him, I don't think. 18 trades remaining beyond those and two trade boosts as well. I think we always spoke about that, didn't we, uh, this time of year, using your trade boosts. You probably went a week earlier than I thought you did, but I can see the merit there, particularly around uh, getting in Isaac Tungo with the low break even and also Karaz before the price rise. So whether you did sum up or you did contemplate this week or next or some point, you've obviously gone one week early, and that's probably your advice is, is a weigh it up. It doesn't always have to be the week before or the week of that, that buy-impacted round. Yeah, it was a few factors, mainly the break-even. You know, Karaz, is, you've got to get in this week on Karaz, and then Tago's is six. So, yeah, yeah get on there uh, get on them at the moment. But, yeah, 18 trades left with 
what, 13 rounds to go, 14 rounds to go even. It's going to be a tight run thing by the end of the year, I think. Mate, we said this in January. We're going to be so strict with our trades. We're going to, you know, treat them like <laughs> our last beer in the fridge. We weren't going to touch it. We're just going to put it away until grand final day. Anyway, it's a Tuesday night, and here we are sipping on it. Um, I'll send up you uh, mine here. Just two trades for me uh, on your screens here now, or if you're listening to us, this is uh, where I'm going this week. Tommy Travojevic out for Jerome Hughes, uh, and Andrew Fafita out for Jacob Karaz. Uh, echo your thoughts there about Karaz and getting him in this week opposed to next. And, uh, I mean, with Turbo, it's it's just as much swallowing the pride as it is. Still trying to keep that long game, that long lens uh, as to uh, the players I want in my team come round 25 and, and working backwards back until round 17. So Jerome Hughes is certainly one of those players. I will say this, though. If Hughes doesn't play this week, like he was named the past two weeks, I think, and didn't play, they're actually versing Manly, that being the Storm. So that's an easy uh, trade update or reverse trades there. So no issues uh, with that one there. Uh, whether I'll go to someone else or not, I don't know. It's it's so hard to, to find a player of value that can score not only big, but someone that you want to keep for the rest of the year as well. And uh, as you see there, 19 trades remaining, three trade boosts remaining, and $425,000 in the bank. So that's where my head's at. And as I've always said, sort of have to play that long game. I'm conserving those uh, trade boosts. Uh, I'm looking at rounds probably 17, 18, 24, uh, the way I look at it now. I don't think I'll trade boost next week either, so happy to probably play short in round 13. I say happy, but probably out of necessity rather than a want. Yeah, that was my obvious question. Would you use the boost next week? But you sort of answered it there. How many players are you currently looking at fielding in next week's team? Yeah, a hell of a lot less than I originally was. I'm probably looking at around 12. I think I wanted 14, 15. So uh, obviously depending on who's named in the origin system, but uh, going off likely inclusions, I'm probably looking at 12. Worst case, maybe 10. So anyway, that's where we are up until that point. And obviously, uh, yeah, as I say there, trades, they, they may be reversed. Final teams on our Instagram, 7 p.m., on uh, Thursday night. Stick around for that one. Tommy, let's answer some questions here before we wrap it up for the week. And plenty of these questions here about Karaz, uh, one of our popular trades in, trade in you and I. Alex Brigo, friend of the show, says, what's Karaz's job security look like? Uh, he looks a, bresh, a breath of fresh air at the Bulldogs. I don't know about his job security, but with Naden gone, Ockenbore, as we say, not really showing anything. He could uh, have locked down a spot. Yeah, I think you've answered it there. You know, Naden's gone. Ockenball's, let's be honest, he's been really bad this year. Karaz has been good in his two efforts so far, so I think he'll, he should be there for the rest of the year as long as he's not uh, stinking up the joint. He did play left wing last week, which is probably the Bulldogs' better side, and Adokar wasn't there. So he will likely revert to the right side once the Origin star comes back. But again, um, is going to be in and out of this team for some time now with Origin just uh, a couple of weeks away. Jacob Babu.355 says, What happened to Will Smith? Talking about uh, the Titans, Will Smith. Not the actor. No, oh, look, I wish I knew because I brought Will Smith in a couple of weeks ago with round 13 in mind and he's been MIA ever since. So, yeah, he's still sitting there on my bench, but I don't think he's going to play. Adam Blundell, uh, just on Smith, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been interested in him this year, so I can't answer you there. Adam Blundell says, I can trade anyone in for Fanua Blake in any position. 
who should I target? So, I mean, obviously playing the jewels here, but chasing points or cash, obviously we don't know who he's got, but, I mean, it's it's hard to say. You can you can get anyone you want, but if I told you you can pick out three names from your super coach hat, who are those three names that you're probably looking at? Uh, Tago at the moment, if you don't have him, you probably do, though. I think he's 60% owed. Kikau, I reckon, at the moment is worth a go with the Panthers' run. I don't know. Karaz, but he's pretty cheap. What do you think? You got any names for me? Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? And obviously, are you looking at round 13? Potentially, Pangai, do you want to put your eggs in his basket? Maybe not. Um, Matty Burton is a name I keep seeing coming up from a couple of people. Uh, playing round 13, we think, if he's not playing Origin, which we don't think he will be. Uh, showed his class last week, didn't he, against the Tigers? Um, scored a try. Hasn't scored many tries this year, but he's dangerous when he is running the ball. So, yeah, if you're thinking Pod plays around 13, probably one of those two, or playing the Cowboys, maybe even Tommy Dearden still out of price. Uh, Oliver Sullivan here, Tass to Karaz. Yeah, it seems uh, logical to me. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I don't know what's happened. You can probably put uh, Isaiah Tass on the missing persons watch with Will Smith. Um because, yeah, he's been unsighted since everyone traded him in. Karaz, if it's a quick cash grab and nothing else, then, yeah, we could do worse, I think. Riley Milton Force says, pick up Brandon Smith or not good enough like he was last year. Again, Brandon Smith, one of these names, one of these fallen guns that scored tries at will last year and just not producing in, in season 2022. Yeah, I haven't. I think he scored so many tries last year, and maybe the game, the faster nature of the game just suited him and playing hooker a lot last year, but... Yeah, I'm not too hot on him this year. Uh, make that two of us. Blake Penton. Penton Blake says here, what CTWs for the run home? Uh, yeah, again, maybe uh, pick out four of the best names or, or two or three of the best names if you can't think of a, a full slot there. But uh, in your dream team to run home, if you had unlimited supply of cash, who are your three or four center wings that you want to be finishing with? Yeah, well, Brian Tyler would be up there, although he's not doing as much work as other years, so maybe the jury's out on him. I think Staggs is honestly worth having at his price. He goes big every now and then. He's just a great player. Joey Manu, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's probably three off the top of my head. What do you think? Uh, Lomax is probably one I want to get to eventually. Uh, I don't have him now in Origin a question, so, yeah, maybe not. Um, Isaac Tango still... I mean, for as long as he's not losing money, he's a solid 55-point scorer, I think, most weeks. Has the base stats like a Joey Manu. Joey Manu, one of those players, it's 90 or 40. 65-point um, average center wing, but you probably have to take the bad with the good with Joey Manu. And then, obviously, I mean, players you look at, Alex Johnston, does he come good eventually and, and Souths find something? He is someone who uh, is such a high-ceiling player. You're going to want to have him in your head-to-head grand finals if he does hit the form we know he can uh, and one of those names we don't mention there is Sifa Talakai and Jackson Stew asks is Sifa a hold yeah well I said earlier like I'm holding him personally just with that a really good run and then he plays round 17 which will be a good boost but you have sold him personally so I guess what's your logic behind that yeah I just thought if if I was going to justify the trade in I, I had to get rid of him before he lost all the money that I brought him in to make so yeah, and again, I saw that wet fixture against the Titans last week. I didn't love it. Um, and without try, his try-scoring form, which he showed against Manly and in some of those other wins that they produced scores, he just doesn't get in and doesn't find the, the points, which we know he can. Uh, last one here. 
from Jackson again. He says round 13 numbers. Uh, sort of touched on it there. Between 10 and 14, perhaps. Yeah, I think I'm sitting at probably going to be about 10 to 12, which is not like amazing, but I think we both said we're probably going to target round 17 a bit more, so it might work out okay in the end. Yeah, that's probably the way we're looking at it. A lot of the way that a lot of uh, the other big super coach players are, I say others, I'm not a part of that list. Tommy, you may be. Uh, listen to some of the other podcasts. You might find uh, a source of information. Uh, just before we wrap it up, I just want to say a big happy birthday on Thursday to Blake Moore. Obviously, not uh, dropping a question tonight, but Blake's Brushworks, a familiar name on this podcast. So happy birthday to Blake. Yeah, happy birthday to him and... Uh, also, well done, as you said before, the Roosters pack. He's absolutely fine. Hopefully, we can get the win for our group. Keep it going, Troy. I actually tried to get uh, Troy on the podcast tonight, but he was busy. He rushed us. He's got better things to do. Tommy, let's leave it there. Round 12, round 13 on the horizon. Supercoach 365 podcast. Ryan and Tommy, as we say, stick with us. A big week coming up. Big week. Big week next week with Origin and the buy. So, looking forward to it, mate. Stick around to our socials. As we say, at Supercoach365, that's where you get us and all of our good things beyond the podcast. Subscribe, thumbs up on YouTube here as well. Enjoy your footy this weekend. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.